0: The De-Facto Cash Ban. Let's have a look. Good afternoon, everyone. Florian Heiser here, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I hope you're all enjoying your Palm Sunday, although everyone's probably stuck at home today. I've got my afternoon stein, and I thought we'd have a look at this article because it discusses something that I'm certain all of us would have encountered recently. The De-Facto Cash Ban that currently is existing in Australia. How many of you have gone shopping where people, you know, wanted will only accept or prefer prefer that you use tap and go, use your cards. Forget about the fact that there's, you know, a fee that you often have to pay on that, but nonetheless they're, they're worried about, you know, infection or getting ill, minimizing the spread of their illness. Now, in some ways I can understand that I can appreciate it. You know, you don't want to be Unless you're wearing gloves, someone, a shopkeep who's taking, or who would be taking change from a whole lot of people all the time. You don't want to be passing and touching their hand. You could potentially, you know, catch something, touch your face. I mean, this is turning all of us into hypochondriacs. But another thing, another point that needs to be raised here is that so many people are just able to simply adapt to, okay, I'll use tap and go, I'll use tap and go. A lot of people have it. A lot of people have access to it. A lot of people were using it. So it's still, you know, it just reiterates the whole point of why, why were they pushing this legislation through to get a cash ban here in Australia? It just seems ludicrous. Naturally, people are just progressing to using electronic means, using tap and go. And yet they want to restrict our ability to spend uh, cash in $10,000 increments. It seems like a tremendous waste of time, waste of energy, and quite short sighted because you know how many business, how many transactions are actually done in that large amount? And people still need to have the right to be able to do it if they want. We just we just bought a beast or half a beast. We bought half a beast and a lamb, and a whole lot of sausages, just to stock up. So I wanted to have months of food available. And we paid in cash. Because, well, fortunately, we knew the butcher and he lived across the road from us. It's really convenient. But still, people should be able to use cash if they so choose. So this whole thing just seems, seems like more evidence that the government can save all the time, all the money, all the BS with this cash ban. You know, it hasn't really been in the news much, has it? Or well, Parliament, they're just discussing coming back. Well, let's have a look, guys. Let's have a look. Let us know in the comments if you have encountered this. Have you seen it? Have you been affected by it? Have you tried to spend cash and someone's refused it? Would you refuse to take cash from someone? So, is this the end of cash? Vendors turn to card only in fear of virus germs on dirty virus carrier notes and coins. But then the issue is, well, the yeah, it can stay on the plastic. How long can it stay on paper? I'm not sure. Metal, it can stay for 72 hours, but you can disinfect it easily. But, you know, people aren't really being parent, aren't really being... Well, fear is guiding a lot of our behavior at the moment for a lot of people. So shops and retail outlets are trying to shut down cash transactions in fear of the illness infections from dirty bank notes, notes and coins passed from hand to hand. From next week, some cafes are planning to refuse cash payments altogether, and chains like Woolworths and BP Petrol have posted notices discouraging customers from using anything other than tap-and-go. National Secretary of the SDA, the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, a union, Gerard Dyer, has urged to move in shops to cashless payments because cash is a carrier. Do you think that's a bit hyperbolic, guys? Do you think that's a bit hyperbolic? Speaking to the ABC, Mr. Dwyer said, "Employer employees were feeling unsafe and increasingly anxious at work. We understand that retail is going to be a frontline service as a gateway through the crisis, and those employees need to feel safe. We've actually launched a 10-point plan Picking up a whole range of safety measures we want to see in stores, like signage on distancing. We would like to see alternative cash registers closed. Well, most of them actually were, <laughs> at least back in my day when I was working in as a service cashier. We would like to see us move to cart-only, no cash. Cash is a carrier. Yeah. We want to see physical barriers... Uh, to protect staff and hand sanitizer, high quality hand sanitizer available across stalls, stores or stalls in large volumes. Yes, the members are concerned. We are ready to serve the community in this crisis, but we need to be safe while we're doing it. Well, I have a friend He's in the signage business and he's looking at providing what plexiglass or plastic screening above counters. Rachel went to the doctor and she said they had all of that everywhere in the doctor surgery. Now the doctor came in full scrubs. So she said it was very different, very different. She had to go there for, for the baby. There's still, still some things where you need to go in person. Some businesses are selling goods to customers using the completely contactless new payments platform system, which allows funds transfers from one account to shop in another within three seconds. Deloitte partner and payments practice expert, Richard Miller, said with Australians already world leaders in uptaking paywave and tap and go, the illness forced cashless transactions may become an irreversible habit. Exactly. So then why do we need this cash ban? If some people still want to do, want to use it, want to make big purchases in cash, let them. Let them. It's, it's just crazy. It is just crazy. That's evidence to everyone who's concerned that it is a strategic move to lock people into the banking system if negative rates are are implemented. Even though the IMF has a strategy to deal with that, even with cash and digital cash. They've got a whole strategy to negate the safety that physical cash can provide you guys. So, you know, don't worry, always two steps ahead. As the illness pandemic lockdown deepens, vendors are increasingly eyeing cash with suspicion. A Sydney cafe owner told news.com.au the terrifying scene of one customer licking with his thumbs and peeling off notes to pay for a takeaway meal. <laughs> what, what you do is you get a cup of bleach, you put it in there, you dip the note in. All that Will that wear it away? Maybe someone should let me know if you can do that. Or, you know, disinfectant. Put it in there. As the horrified cafe worker stepped back and flatly refused the cash, he demanded the man pay by card. I've had that happen to me before, not not with regards to any of this, but I I went to a a restaurant and I wanted to, I actually wanted to pay by card and they wouldn't let me because I was under their limit, and they said oh, you got to pay by cash. And I go, no, you you have what a sign here at the checkout, but I didn't see that when I was ordering and no one told me. So, what what do you think I did? What would you do in that situation, guys? Let me know in the comments below. Sydney businesswoman, Kitty Chen, who has turned a third of her business into NPP payments, said people need to be educated that all it takes is one dirty note to be passed to your grandmother and a person can die. Um, people are afraid. I mean, comments like this say show you that people are afraid. You can disinfect the notes, guys. You know what you could do? You could leave it out in the sunlight, You can leave it out in the sunlight and that would kill it. Take it home, put it in a window where you're going to get UV radiation coming in from the sun, put the money there, turn it over, that'll kill it. I mean, come on. Why aren't aren't these workers, why aren't they wearing gloves, disposable gloves? Triple Shot Cafe in inner city, Sydney, sorry, Hills said this was the last week of accepting cash and transitioning to cash only from next Monday. So they're going to give people a discount to compensate for the additional cost we bear. Mr. Miller said, once Australians are forced to stop using cash for a couple of weeks, people won't want to go back. When Woolworths and Calls adopted contactless tap and go payments in 2012, there was a kink in the line on the charts, he said. It went from a slow gradual adoption adoption curve right up when people started using it for their weekly shopping. He said before the illness Australia was already enthusiastically becoming an electronic nation in all parts of society and services apart from criminal activities which favors cash exchange. Those damn criminals. Those damn criminals. Use of cash. Well, unless uh, anyway, use of cash versus any card or electronic payment including mobile phones, had flipped from 69% cash in 20, 2007 to 27% in 2019 and 27% cashless in 2007 to 63% in 2019. Well, there you go. There you go. According to the Reserve Bank figures, cash withdrawals by individuals from ATMs fell from 40 years in 2008 sorry, from 40 per year in 2008 to 25. In 2018, Mr. Miller said contactless paywave technology works using an encrypted data exchange, which is virtually impregnable. Unless, unless someone else is, uh, you've got your tap and go in your back pocket. Someone can come up with a machine and just swipe it past your bum and can tap. Mr. Miller said, and I imagine those type of scams will increase when it's more widely used. Mr. Miller said contactless paywave technology works. Yeah, I've already read that. People have this mistake and fear contactless technology is somehow less secure. Australia is one of the top three countries in the world using, world using Tap and Go, and South Korea is as well. We've been number one for the last year. It's the propensity of Australians to take up new technology. We're early adopters. Merchants have accepted it have done away with 10 or $20 minimums. Five years ago, there were still people using cash when transaction is under $20, but that has really drained away in the last few years. It's still like a $5 minimum somewhere, isn't there? People are now using their mobile phones and Apple Pay or Android Pay apps. That's tripled in the last two years from only 2% to 6% of all payments, but that is still tens of millions. You just put your thumb on the button and hold the phone over the credit card reader, and it sends a tokenized payment out of your phone. The NPP system, popular in the US via the apps Zelle and Venmo, is driven by BPAY in Australia via a payment service called OSCO, used in individual's, individual banks' apps. This allows grocery businesses, such as Kitty Chen's Redfern outlet, to immediately or within three seconds exchange money in a sale. Not even necessary to use a card, she said. This is what is happening in China. Then we leave delivery outside the home, so no contact at all. Transitioning to a completely cashless society will probably never happen. Protection rackets and drug trades were among the last bastions of the cash economy. Um, And people who just don't trust the banking system and who want to have the freedom to have their cash. Or maybe people. Maybe people who were concerned with what happened in the bushfires when the electronic systems failed. And people had to start robbing petrol stations and convenience stores. Or the remote indigenous communities where the electronic payment system failed. And they didn't were not able to access any of their money. So there's a reason. It's not just protection rackets and drug trades. I mean, come on. It's people who are concerned. It's people who are prepared. How many people? Let me know in the comments. How many of you have taken some cash and have it just stashed just in case? A couple of grand. You never know what can happen. Australia's, already Australia's financial intelligence unit AUSTRAC monitors the movement of any sum over $10,000, which makes it increasingly difficult for serious criminals who are money laundering hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Yet yeah, we're already, already under surveillance. It's crazy. So, I don't know why they need, I mean, this is just showing you the pointlessness of putting in this transaction limit. It just shows you right here. It's It's not going to, make any difference it's just going to it's just going to give another piece of legislation that could be abused you want to minimize the amount of regulation the government has every little bit, even if you think oh it will never happen, oh it's not bad you never know electronic payment or money movement makes it harder for the bad guys to proceed with their craft Mr Miller said but the black economy, referring to cash exchanges preferred by some businesses wishing to avoid tax or on the wane because electronic transfers were cleaner and safer. Charitied, charities had stepped up the digital world by creating apps such as the donation app created by the Salvation Army. Richard Miller said for national security reasons, nations kept reserves of cash. But what if the lights go out? Yes, there was a town in Tweedon which moved away from cash and then a tree fell on one of its electric lines and everything went out. They had to move back to ledgers, where you keep kept, keep a record and pay once a month and to a bartering system. It makes sense to keep cash around for the foreseeable future and there is no strong case for getting rid of it entirely. Well, there you go. And I would say there's also no strong case for having legislation that makes spending it in $10,000 chunks illegal. Let me know your thoughts and opinions, guys. How have you adapted to this new world? I mean, we you already using Tap and Go all the time. I I do. I find it convenient. I've got business credit card personal credit card each a $500 limit and it's just so I have my set bookkeeping that's it and I'll happily cop the slight cost just because of the convenience because I hate doing bookkeeping that much anyway guys thank you all for watching have a great day please like share and subscribe to the channel if you're a fan and want to help us produce more content there are a few ways you can you can join the channel on YouTube or on Patreon for a small monthly fee You can support us by buying our merch from Heiser Says or from Teespring. You can see Pocket Squares behind me right there. We have affiliate links at Amazon or eBay for consumer purchases or independent reserve and KuCoin for the crypto traders out there. We also have the ability for you to send us gold via GoldPass from the Perth Mint. And you can support us via PayPal. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Sunday, and I'll see you next time.